Hey everybody, wanted to give a quick heads up. In the next coming weeks, we are leaving the Ohio State Podcast Network and moving on to our own RSS feed. We're still going to be making the podcast, but the source in which we aggregate all of the episodes is going to be broken, or it's going to change. So, what does that mean for you? What that means is if you are subscribed to us on iTunes or via some RSS feed client, you are not going to be able to hear us anymore. It will not be updating. Uh, What we're going to have to do is we're going to have to move on to a different website. And so because of that, when the time comes, you're going to have to research for us on iTunes and resubscribe to us on iTunes. Um... Yeah, so the way the transition is going to work is probably for the next five episodes or so, we're going to continue updating this feed, uh, continue updating the Ohio State Podcast Network, um, but then by probably episode 57, sometime mid-August, late August, I'll have a more concrete date um, on a later episode, we are going to move to a different site. So, at that point, if you are not getting consistent updates from us, go back onto iTunes, research for us, and resubscribe because your current the current um uh podcast feed that you'll be subscribed to on iTunes will no longer be updated. So, we're going to provide a grace period for about a month and a half or so, and then afterwards keep this in mind you will have to resubscribe on itunes um yeah so we'll uh, post further updates in later episodes and i hope you enjoy the show welcome you're listening to the shit philosophers developers enthusiasts bestest bugs gamers say Hello, everybody. You're listening to another episode of Shit Gamer Say. I am your altruistic host, Joe Boda. This is for the week of July 19th, 2015. With me today is, as always, Peter Salmon. AT&T could suck it. What have they done this time? (laughs) AT&T? Yeah, did they cancel Crash Bandicoot? What? No, they don't have. They have nothing to do with Crash Bandicoot. What do no, they have um, to do with this particular? No uh, opener. So I have AT and T UVerse internet, and my bill came, and on the bill is like you have blah 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 past due. I'm like, what do you mean past due? Like I I this is the first bill I've ever gotten from you guys, and then I check it like, oh yeah, well you had a bill due. And we sent it out to you. We promise. I'm like, no, you, you never sent me a bill. Actually, I've been waiting here wondering when I needed to pay my AT&T bill. Well, long story short, they canceled my service. So all yesterday, I didn't have internet. And I had to like call them and be like, what the fuck? Like, I paid the bill. Like, I this was after I paid it. Like, I was like, well, I'm sorry that I guess it must have been a mix up. I didn't get my bill, but I'll pay it right now. 
and I paid it. Three days later, my can't my internet's canceled, and I don't have internet access. And I call them, and they're like, "Well, now you have this fee." I'm like, "Oh no, no, I fucking paid it. I'm not paying a fee. You get rid of that fee. And if anything, you guys should credit me something because I've been on the phone for an hour and a half. And guess what? I get paid a lot to do things. So rather than not rather than waste my time when I could be working or having fun, you're, you ha- I'm on the fucking phone with you idiots. So that all got resolved eventually, but it was just such a pain in the ass. Like, how do you, like, I literally paid it. And they're like, well, canceled. There you go. You're going <laughs> to, you're going to need to, you're going to need to stop being so white because then you might usurp me for like whitest person what? on this <laughs> podcast. I'm a very important person and I get paid lots of money for uh, my time. No, the thing no, it's is, fine. I understand. The thing it's is, funny I was, the way you phrase I, it. I was on the phone with them at work. So I'm like, literally, I could be working right now, but instead I'm on the phone with you guys. Like this is like it's it's annoying, you know. You just have to spend the night in the office just to get internet. That that would have been that terrible. Actually, oh, that would have been horrible. Well, I stayed I stayed late in the office because I knew if I got home, I wouldn't be able to do anything on the internet. Because sometimes I go home to finish up what I was working on. Mm-hmm. And you but, can't do that now. Yeah, I couldn't do it because my internet was canceled. So. <laughs> huh. Well, that's unfortunate. So wait, this is all done through online bill payments or was this yeah oh it was wow. all online bill payments i paid it like days ago and then they canceled it. i was like dude i just paid this so like well we don't have anything on record and then literally this morning when i woke up it was like bill paid i'm like yes because i paid it like <laughs> just send them the screenshot it's like yeah i don't know what the fuck you guys are trying to do yeah it's oh my god Huh, that's no good. I have not had to pay for internet yet in my life. We'll get there eventually, but... Yeah, yeah. I I don't recommend AT&T right now. I'm going to get Google Fiber as soon as they have it here, but um, it's in Kansas City. I'm not in the city, but there's... They're, they added um they added the infrastructure last year to Overland Park area which is where I'm at and they're saying that within like the next 6 months they're going to start rolling it out to the rest of Overland Park so as soon as I can get it I'm going to get fiber cuz screw this shit man and then I will forever have to deal with you being able to upload shit in an instant and then we'll just relegate all the podcasting upload nonsense to you yeah. <laughs> here I am in Silicon Valley the the bed of all a lot of technology that we use day to day and i don't even have this opportunity god kansas, damn it kansas. kansas kansas is where it's at yeah that's so crazy kansas was the first place that they chose too it's kind of crazy that that was the case but yeah i mean it's probably all about servicing a smaller area because san jose for it's as tech, yeah it's huge i mean it's a sprawl yeah that's the big issue high population density you're gonna have to service so many houses and then i'm guarantee mm. you california has probably some the worst uh, internet users well uh, worst internet <laughs> yeah we don't want them to be on the internet anytime soon <laughs> get but them out of here <laughs> i wonder if it's like just a city zoning or there's probably some like construction legal nonsense that they'd have to get around to oh yeah put it everywhere um there was a big deal I mean, it's been a big deal that a lot of cities are trying to keep Google out because they know that once Google comes in, their entire telecom market is going to going to crumble because Google Fiber is so good. Totally. So it's like anti they're trying to keep it competitive by getting rid of the biggest competitor that would be 
able to destroy the market, but it's kind of stupid because it's actually making the services worse. So, yeah. Totally. It's an interesting relationship, local municipalities and telemoc... Tele... Tele... The telecommunications <laughs> providers. I was looking. I'm like, I know it starts with tele. Where do I go from here? Vision? No. Marketers? No. Communications. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Communication, Peter. That's what we do here every <laughs> week on this podcast. Mm-hmm, 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 yeah. So outside of the nonsense AT&T put you through, how was your week, Peter? It's Communicate tough- with me. It's been a tough week, Joe. Has it? How's it? How's work been doing, honey? How you doing? Do you need oh, a nice works, back rub? Works Put great. Coffee work, in the pot. Work is good. I love my job. I love the people I work with. Um, the project I'm, I'm working on is ahead of schedule. Knock on wood. We'll get it done early. Excellent. Um, work is great. It's everything around work that's been shitty. Oh, really? What's what's shitty about life? Well, I mean, this is this is a news story, but. I'm going to be honest, Awada dying really made me sad, like, for a few days. Well, I guess we're going to move news to the front of the podcast like they did on the Giant Bombcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, Iwata, for as notable as he was, I don't, it's really hard for me to articulate this because, you know, may he rest in peace. And from all the stories and outpouring I've heard about him since his passing, it's been one of those things where it's like, I appreciate this man for what he was, but I don't have a lot of reverence for him. You know, like See, that's, and that's where we defer. Cause like, even you said Nintendo doesn't service you anymore, but man, I love Nintendo and Iwata worked on a lot of the games that I love. Like, he was at HAL for years and then eventually made it to be Nintendo president. I played a ton of HAL games, especially on Game Boy. Like, I had a... And, and he worked on... Um, he was instrumental... Well, I didn't play uh, Earthbound, but I guess he was instrumental in Earthbound, getting it working. And he came in a last minute on Smash Brothers Melee to get that thing shipped. Like, imagine, like, if that game didn't get finished, like, Melee. So, I like, a lot of the games that I love, he had instrumental hands-on. And I know you don't pay attention to the Nintendo Direct stuff, but I watch those every time they're up. And, like, I just enjoyed what he brought in that... You you know how all these other companies, they go to E3, they do their thing, they give on a trade show. Well, the Nintendo Direct, yeah, a lot of people have given them shit for not going to E3, but I always thought the Direct was a cool way to go because they're pushing this boundary of, you know what, we don't need to go to trade shows we can do these videos and show like how personable we could be. And Iwata was like spearheading this whole front, this whole idea of let's just talk to our fans. And and that's one thing that I really respect about him. And we, and we, and I make fun of him. We, we all made fun of him about like, Oh, please understand blah, blah, blah. But deep down, like he was a very important figure in this industry and I'm going to miss the hell out of him. Cause he brought a like joyful, playfulness to Nintendo that might I hope it gets preserved but for a while there they didn't have that like Nintendo up until Iwata was like a giant fortress with the old president having been there for so long and he was so like he, he was thought of as like almost like a king like well not a king like um the Japanese equivalent of like, like a king like they, emperor an emperor yeah he was basically the emperor and they all 
follow, uh, listen to what he said. While Iwata, like he had such a big background in like development that I feel like he brought that mindset to the company, a more development mindset. Yeah, the thing about so yeah, again, you're right. I didn't follow much of Nintendo's like their directs and because of it and I've never been one to get like super entrenched in the personalities surrounding the industry. Like even Reggie Fizeme outside of the memes spouted about him, I don't really keep tabs on him that closely. Yeah. And same can be said with a lot, including like John Carmack and all those other people. Iwata, I did uh, naturally didn't keep tabs on him either, but just hearing the stories about him uh post-mortem like how he had worked on xyz projects and how he did x y and z apparently like for instance pokemon silver and gold he was largely credited with finding a new method of compression that allowed them to fit so much on the cartridge yeah they were able to basically double the size of the game which is remarkable Exactly. I think the appeal of Iwata now that not not knowing him, but now hearing what people have to say about him, he sounds like kind of the everyman. You know, you have a lot of people in positions of power in the industry who just kind of come about out of nowhere. You know, either they're uh, a former executive from another company uh, or mm-hmm. they're just kind of just brought in. They just appear. Iwata sounds like he has a lot of history working as a developer, which is something very remarkable and something you just don't see like at all, you know? Yeah, he he worked his way up for sure. And yeah, I have so much respect for that because so many of the heads of different companies, except for like, it's starting to change now because now at Sony they have Shuhei, which he's been a developer for years and now he's kind of heading up the heading up uh, the big studios and being kind of a figurehead but for the longest time the heads of these companies were like people that went to school for like business and like they're just businessmen that happened to run a game company um, so it, it I don't know I, I found it refreshing and Iwata just he's just so fun like whenever you watch a Nintendo Direct and there's a video with him it's always so goofy and especially if you look at E3 this past year sure he wasn't on the videos but the puppets like that sort of thing like that's the type of stuff that he brought that I think really was influential to what Nintendo was and man he you can say what you will about like the N64 era I guess that's technically the era that me and you grew up in when I think about eras that I have a lot of like reverence for, it's like GameCube and beyond, and that's when Iwata was president. Totally, and I, while he may have had little influences here and there, it, yeah, it was it, it it is an important era, and he was a part of it through and through, and that's something that like now when you think of Iwata, you now kind of associate him with that era of nostalgia that a lot of people have. And so his passing is kind of closing the book on that, um, which only adds to just the, just how solemn the whole thing is. Yeah. And and it's just kind of crazy because like, I don't know where they go from here. Like who's going to be president. I have no idea. Like a bunch of people keep saying, Oh, Miyamoto. I'm like, but Miyamoto is not like a, a company head type of guy. Like he's the creative guy that you put in there to get like, visionary inspirational type stuff done like I don't know who the new president of Nintendo is going to be because I, I bet you they're going to pick someone that we never even would have thought of kind of like when Iwata became president who would have been like yeah that guy that's a programmer make him president like no one would have said that well exactly that's the case is it's going to be a dark horse 
but you know, it, it, in time, it will probably grow to accept him. They make such strong personalities out of their their presidents and executives that if you are not in that immediate circle, you might as well be unknown. So you have to bring people in at some point, and this is the point to bring them in. Yeah, um, get them acclimated. So and now in. The- so a bunch of news from his funerals come out because um, it was a few days ago and uh, thousands and thousands of people people attended and apparently so in Japanese culture it's um, you it's kind of not really seen as a good thing to weep openly um, Miyamoto was there and he was weeping openly which that says a lot about the kind of like friendship they had and I don't know, that really got me to think that, like, shit, like, if Miyamoto is doing that, then that, fuck, man. I feel like, I feel like a lot of that company, though, in general, is far more progressive, like, than a lot of the culture of Japan. I mean, if, you know, I feel like just the, the business that they deal in, toy manufacturing, mm-hmm. for people young and old, it kind of, like, that just seems something that isn't necessarily... Um, encouraged by regardless no it is a uh, it's very powerful to know that um so yeah yeah it, it's a uh, extra stark knowing that or feeling that he may have come around we knew that Iwata had health issues for a while now and in spite of his lack of travel it never seemed like it was so severe that it would warrant concerns for death you know yeah, I mean, they they kind of they kept it kind of secret. We knew as of last E3 that he had gotten a uh, a growth removed from his bile duct, um, but I guess everyone kind of assumed, oh, if they got it removed, then hopefully he's all right. But then he didn't show up at this E3, and apparently he's been missing a lot of board meetings. Um, yeah, it, I, I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, this is so surprising. I'm like, well, in my mind, I I mean, I even texted you like. Well, it happened. Like, it's not surprising to me, but it's still shocking. Because, like, we knew he was in bad health, but the idea... Like, this industry is so young that the idea of anyone dying is so hard to wrap your arms around right now or wrap your mind around right now because, like, not that many people from the game industry have died yet. And I'm, I don't think I'm ready for that to ha- start happening now because if, well, if people start dying, I'm going to be like, God damn I it, mean, these guys are my heroes. That Well, even then, it's like 55 is a very young time to yeah. pass. Like, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, look at everyone just in general. Like, I know my grandma, my granddad, these people have had health complications out the wazoo and they're still trucking at the at age 70 plus yeah you know so this idea that a 55 year old man oh well he got it removed and he's being treated well modern medicine dictates that he should be around and then all it was so sudden i mean that's that's where the surprise comes in people knew he was in poor health so i no one was expecting him to i think people are also accustomed to people stepping down if the nature of such things are so dire but what the I Japanese back, don't what, do that. Yeah, the Japanese don't do that. It's it's a sense of honor that they work that they continue to hold their position until they literally cannot do so. Um, also, just people like Awada, like I, I kind of use kind of like parallels to like Steve Jobs. Like Steve Jobs kept going until he died too. 
even though he knew that you know he was not going to make it um but also uh i did some research into what uh iwata's what iwata had apparently the survival rate of that particular cancer is incre- is incredibly low like it's 30% around there so yeah it didn't seem very hopeful so in, to begin with and it kind of makes you wonder like did he know that he was going to die for like a while and then that kind of bring kind of makes you want to go back and look at things he said in like the last couple years to be like I wonder if he's like laying the groundwork for the future or something like it, it, it just made me go back and kind of analyze some things well unfortunately what is done is done and you know it, we can go back and see things and Mm-hmm. try to look into things that whether they were there or not you know they may what very well be there but you know it's at the end of the day unfortunately it doesn't change too much so i mean yeah that we it water passed 55 and now 55. we wait now we wait until a new head is announced yeah Let's put that into perspective. So the last president of Nintendo, what was his name? I always forget his name. But um, just don't go to me. Yeah, I don't know. So he was president. Not he was old, way older. He was like eighty or something, maybe ninety when he died. But he was president of Nintendo for fifty-three years. He was president for almost as long as Iwata was alive, and Iwata died that early. God, that's God. If you look God at it, it this way, if we were to pass at the same time Iwata was, we're halfway there. I don't want to look at it that way. No, this is what happens. Just carp DM, seize the day, enjoy what you have, and endure and survive. Yep. So, there's that bit of news. Uh you want you you want to yeah let's uh, how do we transition Peter let's go back to the, we don't you know talk about this shit too often let's, let's talk about Nintendo okay it, I've been playing it, Splatoon really how's how's Splatoon fucking amazing has it been so what has transpired since we last talked about Splatoon <laughs> well I, I I'm playing have they it, gotten I, I've down have they fin- if they figured out why the hell the kids are becoming squids and how we can work our way to preventing this. No tragedy from no. reoccurring. No, but I, 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 mis- I, I was mistaken last week when I talked about there being a lobster. He's not a lobster. He's actually a shrimp, and um, he sells you shoes, and he's like, "Yeah, get your shrimp boots on." I'm like, "What? There's no shrimp boots in this menu." I'm like, "Oh, he just wants me to buy shoes." Okay. <laughs> Good no, talk. <laughs> no, uh, so have you heard of Splatfest? I no. So Splatfest is an event that they've been doing in uh, Splatoon periodically. I think it's I don't know if it's once a month, every couple of weeks or something. Uh, I missed the first one. Oh yeah, okay. So I missed. The, it must be every like week or two, because I missed the first one. It was during Fourth of July weekend, and basically what you do is you pick teams. Um, you could either be the first one was dog versus cat, dogs versus cats. Um, and then whoever team wins, that's what wins or whatever. Well, this weekend is another Splatfest, and it is roller coasters versus water slides. And I'm on the water slides team. We're going to kick ass, man. We're going to... Oh, and it's it's great. There's like 
the they redo the entire like environment to be like a party and everyone's dancing and rocking out and the freaking cat is like doing like breakdance moves and every they you know how um you know how on the uh the Wii you can draw those pictures and upload them to Meverse that's what it's called the Meverse the Meverse yes I do know that so it it pulls on Meverse photo like Meverse pictures of like roller coasters and water slides so there's all these signs up being like go roller coasters kick the water slides ass but the thing is all the roller coasters ones i i love how i pick water slides because it, it, it's worked out kind of funny but all the <laughs> roller coaster all the roller coaster ones are like intricate and designed and like look at this roller coaster it's awesome and like go roller coasters and all the water slides one are literally like two lines back to back with some water splashing and something like water slide water slide <laughs> like it's so like clearly i picked like the kitty one versus like the more adult one but um yeah it's and uh i forgot so i forgot that i had chosen to be a girl in the game so when you go in and first start splatfest you have a ranking and it was like oh you're a water slide fan girl i'm like what oh sure nintendo i'm a fan girl what and then i but later i was like oh yeah because i'm a girl in the game okay sure like that was Took my rank. Took you a second to put the two pieces together, now, didn't you? Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I thought that it would go off of my me profile, which is I'm a dude. I just chose to play as a girl because I like the design of the squid girl more than the squid guy. But whatever. Because they've got the squid girl has giant like tentacles. I'm like, yeah, I want those tentacles. Gross. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's it's just a lot of fun. Just been having fun playing that. Um, and I was mistaken. It's not two minute matches. It's three minute matches. Three oh minute. wow, yeah, that total that changes the dynamic of the game. Change, yeah, totally. But no, it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, been unlocking stuff, getting new abilities. Uh, I just unlocked this new power that lets me while I'm a squid. Well, it makes me bigger as a squid, and I can jump and do like this weird spin attack. And I'm like, yeah. Bring on the Crash Bandicoot shit. Give me that spin attack. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 So, yeah. Splatoon is tons of fun. But it's, it's not the only... It's not the only online game I've been playing this week, Joe. You play online games now? Apparently. Apparently. Wow, look at you getting to that multiplayer. Yeah. Goodbye, single player. Peter is a... Competitive oh, gamer now. I did. I did play a single player game. I forgot no to put on the outline. No one I forgot to put on the outline though. But what's this? What is this multiplayer game you've been playing? Um, Rocket League. Is that like when? Is that like? Is that a Pokemon spinoff? I wish, man. Like, just Pokemon cars. Po- Pokemon cars. You know, this would actually meow. work. This would actually work. Would the the ball would be a Pokeball. Oh and, God. Um, but what would the cars be? Would they be like Pikachu's just, running everywhere? Yeah, they'd just be straight up Pokemon. Like, why not? I mean, because copyright. But that's but yes, but, otherwise why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've already no, had uh, one Pokemon pinball. We don't need another one. So it, so so Yeah. Wait, whoa, Pokemon I thought there was two Pokemon pinballs. There are two? Was, Where's the second I, one? I thought there was. Put it in my mouth. 
I might be mistaken. You know what? There's probably knowing Pokemon. There's probably some. I thought there was one for like the original somewhere. Game Boy and then yeah. one for the Game Boy Color. There's whoa. There's one for the original game. Yeah, I knew there was a Game Boy I've, Color one. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know these doing. things. Maybe either. it's the same. Which one had the, the Rumble Pack? Which one? Do you know? Can you? Maybe remember? it's the same game, just on the color. It had color graphics, they, and on the they Game did Boy, did what it had the original Pokemon did, where they just added. They made everything one shade of yellow or blue, yeah. and it's like now it's in color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It had a big rumble pack. You know what it was? They made a Mario pinball game. Oh, that's less that exciting. Was, that was by the same developers. Did they also make Metroid Prime pinball? Uh, maybe I don't know. That that's that's my pick for. Is best there a Kirby pinball? pinball? No. There's Tilt and Tumble. Yeah, I was gonna say there's Tilt and Tumble, but no pinball. So, project make everything pinball. Every every great game character has had their own pinball game. I know. If you don't have Sonic. a pinball game, yeah. Oh Jesus, that's such a bad pinball game. <laughs> it's so bad. I got past the first level and then it got way too hard. Sonic spinball. Fuck that shit. I hate that. But so, what is Rocket League, Peter? Tell me about Rocket League. It's basically soccer, but you're a car. See, that sounds 100% better than soccer. It's okay, so it's a lot better than soccer in my opinion, but uh No, well, factually it's, it's better, it is better than soccer. It's better than game soccer cuz I mean, I've played some FIFA with you and Rob before and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I will forever have 0% trophies on FIFA. Also, that keep getting spam messages for buying coins in FIFA Ultimate. <sighs> I hate, I should have never done that. But yeah, so it's like soccer then. So yeah, it's but like cars. soccer. But you're with your car, and you're a car that can like do front flips and back flips, and has rockets. You have rockets strapped to you, so you can kind of fly. Um, it's it's a uh, it's interesting. I've only played a couple rounds. Um, I even posted a video on Facebook of my first goal I ever got, which was like the greatest thing ever. Because honestly, when I first got into that, when I first got into that game, I did not like it. I had I was like, what is this is stupid. I'm a car going around hitting this ball. Like this is a terrible way to score goals. And then finally I'm like, no, this is genius. <laughs> this is genius. <laughs> like it, the controls are really interesting. Um I kind of wish that this makes me want like a twisted metal game with these kind of controls cuz the new twisted metal never really updated itself to be playable very well while this is like this is playable like I could totally play Twisted Metal with these controls the the issue is is then you would have to be dealing with like getting destroyed like literally your car would get destroyed unless that happens in Rocket League is there it like happens, there's a you have a health meter uh, uh-huh. it, takes, it takes a lot it's it, like you have to crash a lot and then you kind of you kind of blow up but see there's yeah. a simple purity that I like out of my sports games and I feel like adding weapons and stuff like like they do with uh with uh that game we just talked twisted, twisted metal, metal. twisted well, metal mean, would uh, just over complicate that I don't oh, know yeah well I like that rocket league doesn't have any weapons I like the pureness of it but with the uh, twisted metal you'd be getting rid of the actual sport part of it and just making it a shooter basically yeah, totally. How, what are the parameters for a match? Like, how long does it go? And what are the typical uh, scores at the end? Like, would you say? Oh, I think, okay, I, I'm pretty sure it's like five to six. I think it's like, it's five minutes, but then you can have uh, overtime. Because, yeah, we had an overtime because we were tied. Um, the, the game that I played, the score was three to four at the end. Uh, usually, right. like, low, lower digits. I mean, unless one team is crushing, but it's actually kind of hard to score. 
because I mean, think about it. Trying to hit a ball with a car, like it's not exactly the uh, most. I don't know. That it's not what it's not the best way to control where a ball goes. That's a good point. I was going to also ask you how is the handling for this game as far as yeah, like it. <laughs> well, it, just, <laughs> the so the car the the car the driving the cars feels great, and I, and this this is where the barrier of like when I first played it, I was like this is stupid, but then eventually I was like you know what I can dig this. Eventually I got used to it, but the hitting of the ball, like it just feels so. It doesn't feel like a. It should be a game. Like it just feels like a weird thing. We're like, oh, I'm bu-. like. It's almost like if you played soccer, but all you ever did was he- like headbutts. Like if you, all you ever did was hit the ball with your head. Like it's so unwieldy and such a bad way to hit the ball because you don't have a lot of control that way. It sounds but, like it was an existing game mechanic that they just thought, oh wow, this physics shit seems fun. Let's try yeah. to make this into a game. Yeah, and and it just. A lot of people are saying like, "Oh, well, this could be like the new um, competitive sport," but so much of this game is not skill based. Like, I feel like so much of it is just like I got lucky that the ball bounced off my car and it went in. So I. <laughs> well, that's so, like anything. When you get a group of people who are good enough at something such that they can calculate those maneuvers, then it does become a sport. You know, like on its face, it seems completely random, and it is. But you're also playing with no underlying strategy. Like you're not coordinating with other people, are you? You know. I mean, there's chat, but there weren't that many people chatting. Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. But when anyone I go- can make anything a sport if they try hard enough. I know Pro- firsthand. <laughs> Probably. I, I guess I never really felt like. I never felt like I could go up to the ball and know exactly where it would go based on how I hit it. Because it just seemed like, oh, physics-y shit happened, and it splute, like it flew the opposite way that I, I was trying to hit it. Oh, well. <laughs> it's a lot oh, of physics. Well. A lot of physics. But yeah, it's fun, though. It, I had a lot of fun with it. The only downside that I can see is that um, coming from Splatoon, where most of the experience in that game is like, the music is so great, and you're like so hyped up, and then Rocket League has like no music. And I'm like... I really need my hype music now. Like this would be even better if it had like hypey music that's getting me going. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Let's score. But it's really subtle, futury shit. I'm guessing. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I I think there's something like satisfying about games like Rocket League, where I don't know. Like when you make scoring or when you make achieving an objective so infrequent, it. I think it does more for your like psychology when you achieve it. Like I guess as an example when you're playing like a shooter and in order to win the match your team needs to get 50 kills and you might contribute like 10 kills to that. It takes a lot out of I think the value of those kills. Yeah. But then when you're doing something like either Rocket League or another game like War Thunder, which is a air airplane combat game in War War in War Thunder you seldom ever get more than two kills a game. Seldom. And if you get like three or four, then you feel like such a badass. Like you feel like an actual flying ace because they're so infrequent. And I feel like this game continues on that in that, oh, you're not scoring a goal. Like you're not scoring like 30 goals each game. You know, it's... Totally, yeah. yeah. I think that adds a lot of value to it. I don't know. I totally agree. Like seriously, what... I was doing so badly. Like I've literally only scored one goal ever. 
And, and like I, that one goal, I was like pumping my fist, be like, I fucking, oh hell yeah! Like I was so happy, and I was like, yep, that was the goal I scored. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think those. That, I think that's cool, and that's it can be off putting to some people who are looking to do well out the gate. It harkens back to last week's podcast when we talked about a high skill ceiling. You know, when you do yeah. set it high enough and you ch- achieve it, it it feels so satisfying. But yeah, that's that's been, that's been a uh, video game analysis segment with Joe Boda. Um, <laughs> so, so you see yourself playing more of it? Rocket League, yeah, probably. Probably, I don't get too burnt out on it before I come back. I don't have my PS4 with me. I I want to uh, play this game. This game seems right up my alley. Yeah, totally, dude. You should we we should play sometime. We should. There's a there's a lot of games. We should play together yeah. sometime, like Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker. Yeah. At some point, maybe. I gotta finish these other ones. You gotta finish three and yeah. four. I've I was gonna play some acid. metal. I was gonna not and portable ops. God damn it! And really? then you gotta play the card game. <laughs> and you gotta watch all the videos and the iOS game. And watch the documentary. No. You gotta play the MSX version. The RTS. The puzzle oh, game. How boy. Metal Gear Monopoly. Oh sh- <laughs> Risk. Metal Gear Risk. A thing <laughs> that you could actually buy somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh No, I I was gonna play some Metal Gear this week, but then all this shit with AT like I I swear everything that I do like fucks up somehow and that I've literally been on the phone with some sort of customer service every night this week so I was like I just need to play something dumb that won't make me have to think too much so I was like Rocket League and Splatoon and then this third game that I played but yeah you are just accident prone am I or is just but the AT&T thing wasn't even an accident that was just like they screwed up like uh. I mean it's a little column A a little column B at this point Honestly, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not victim blaming here. I'm not saying it's your fault that you're accident prone, but let's be real. You've been you've been pretty unlucky these past three years of your life. I mean, that's just how my life is. I've gotten used to it. I mean, yeah. Thank God, because God help me if I face any sort of adversity anytime (laughs) soon. Hey, it makes me stronger, Joe. What? Yes. What does not kill you makes you stronger, but it makes your (laughs) wallet weaker. My wallet. I mean, I don't know. If, the AT and T thing didn't cost me money. But the, it just air, air, me. air expenses did. No, it did cost you money. You, you you spend time. I get paid a lot of money for my time. Yeah, I mean that's that's all. Uh, that's a uh, opportunity cost. Exactly. Think of all that opportunity you've lost. Yeah. Opportunity not, lost. Opportunity. That, that's time that I could. That's time I could have spent playing Metal Gear, but then I was so frustrated that I was like, "Fuck that! I'm playing Prototype Two. God damn it! I I never even played Prototype One. Tried to make a transition, and then you like just hearkened. You you reeled it back. So now I just gotta sit here and wait until I see another golden opportunity. I was Prototype One. I hear those games are mediocre. I never played Prototype One. I just went to Prototype Two. Oh, you just jumped the gun and went to Two. I heard me- Prototype Two was at least more mediocre than One. Oh yeah, it's pretty Good. mediocre. Great. How, what is it about? It's about an alien dude with a metal arm. I do. I. 
Sure. Sure. What? The thing is, it continues right after one. So they're saying all this like prototype jargon bullshit. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just going to beat this shit up. Okay. Let's keep going. Read the cliff notes. There, okay, there was a there was a video that you could look at in the menu that was like recap of prototype one. The recap didn't was more confusing than just playing the game. The re, like okay, every video that you watch in that game, it's not just like straight it's not straightforward where it's like, oh, this happened and that happened. It's like clip of this. Like it's like it takes all these clips and like puts them together, but like over saturates them and makes them you can't see shit and like everything's like switching back from perspective to perspective and all these clips are being intertwined and like the editor over edited this thing like it's like fucking insane and I'm like I that video literally made me more confused than I was before I watched the video (laughs) it's like hey everyone we know these games are kind of jokes so you know, we, we we made this thing to maybe help you I don't know yeah also we gave it to the intern (laughs) <laughs> because no, we have no money for this game. Why are we making yeah. a sequel? See, the Prototype 2 was a PS Plus game a few months ago. Maybe, actually, probably a year ago at this point. So, yeah, like, ugh. I'm playing it. It's actually, the gameplay is fun. But, yeah, the story is fucking nonsense. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Pretty much every, all like, okay, you're this guy and the first you you get infected with the prototype virus, I guess that's what happened in the first game to someone else. But now you're getting now you got infected with it, and then the guy that got infected in the last game's like, "Oh, you should work with me." Blah blah. blah. And he's like, oh, "I don't want to work with you. I'm religious." So he goes to church, and apparently the church got closed. So Father, what's his face, is like, "Blah, we need to get revenge." I'm like, "That's not what a pastor would say." So this pastor is literally telling you how to kill everybody. Like, it doesn't make any... Like, why is this preacher being like, fuck them, kill them, eat them? Like, that's what you do in this game. You eat people. Like, you... Well, you absorb them or whatever, but that they call... They, like, you're basically ingesting everybody, and, like, God, it's so weird that you're literally taking instruction from a pastor to go, like, eat people. This game got a lot more interesting now that you've described it as such. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. How, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know how to feel about this. Like, you, I just had this conversation in the game with the pastor. He's like, we need to do this, do this, this, and that. And he's like, are you sure about that, Father? And he's like, yes. He's like, but what does God have to say about it? And he's just like, I'll deal with him. God, God's cool with it. <laughs> I, 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 love the, I love how he's just like, I'll deal with him. Like, like, oh, I'm going to deal with God. We'll deal with him. We'll, like, we'll deal with him when we're like, when we die. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't think the- about it. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me. Yeah. Wow. And that's the game. It's rinse and repeat. You just go, you eat a dude, and then maybe you have to go hunt a guy and then eat him, and then maybe you have to get infiltrate a fortress and eat somebody. It's the entire game loop is getting somewhere unseen, kind of stealthily, eat somebody. You alarms go off, run away from the alarms, and then the alarms turn off, and then you go eat somebody else, run away from the alarm. Like it's it's kind of dumb fun. I don't know. I I actually have been enjoying it. In like, in a dumb way. That's, and it's an open sandbox kind of game. Oh yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. You could basically fly. Basically fly. I mean, you can. Or only, is it falling with style? It's 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 falling with style, but you fall like you glide so well that you can basically go from rooftop to rooftop. Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know that much about Prototype. I, I just know that it was like, okay, we okayly received. Yeah, it, it was always overshadowed by Infamous because Infamous was just so much better. I mean, yes, that was the reason why it was overshadowed. Well, th- they came out at the same time, and they were very similar games. Like, they were post-apocalyptic, open world, you have superpowers, and Prototype Guy's wearing a hoodie, and Infamous Guy has, like, a satchel backpack thing. So, like, at, it, they got linked They're, together in a lot of places. Huh. I, I was under the impression that a lot of people were just kind of like, eh, I don't know. I don't. I well, don't they know. Came, they literally came. The first two games literally came out like a week away from each other. So like they had so many comparisons. Of, like which one's better? But the thing is, Infamous is like night and day better. Like it's just a, not even a competition. No competition. So like, how do uh, you, you you see yourself finishing this? Then I guess like, what yeah, else are you going it, to do? As long as um, it doesn't get much. As long as it doesn't get more tedious, because right now it's pretty easy. It's just like you go in, you you fight a dude, you run away. Go in, you fight a dude, you run away. If, as long as there's nothing like, oh, you got to solve these puzzles and discover the secret of the prototype. Uh, virus, then puzzle I won't be like, solving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I played this game because I was like, I just want something where I don't have to think because I've been thinking a lot and I just want to beat up shit. There's a lot of beating up shit in this game, Joe. And, and I then they're that. like, surprise, would, would, would religious themes and questions of morality <laughs> and what is truly right and wrong. Well, the question of morality got answered by like, I'll just defeat, I'll just deal with God. You don't worry about that. It's like, okay, that you've, you've, you've explained it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, so the classic conundrum of how do we justify making you play as an irreprehensible character? And it's like, no, nah, no, nah, it, it's, it'll, it'll work out. Love, love will find a way. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, Speaking of irrehem, irre, irrehensible things, nuclear weapons, and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Peace Walker. Peace Walker. I've been playing it. That game gets weird. That game has oh. gotten really weird. Good. It's gotten really, really weird. And. Good. And. It's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like, hands down. <laughs> no, like, the story so, so, isn't... So, uh, so, um, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I just forgot what I was going to say. Sorry, you go ahead. You interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even sound sincere. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's and then I'm, I'm like, to... are you really putting me down right now? I was trying to think of what I was going to say, but then I forgot what it was. Greg Miller. That's what I was going to say. Greg Miller wins. He he was always the proponent of, like, this is the best one. And no one so ever I've heard. listens. Yeah, no. Okay, so, well, actually, maybe 4 can give it give it its run for its money. But, I mean, okay, like, just, just I mean, I know I've harked about this, so I'll keep it short. But the story is just easier to follow. The gameplay is simplified, but still keeps enough of the core elements there that it's fun. Mm-hmm. And then the side stuff, there is actually side content in this game, unlike other Metal Gear, and they just get really freaking weird. That's great. I just you're I'm, getting me real hyped for it. Like honestly, I, I just ah, uh-huh. why aren't you? Uh, I know you have two more games you need to get through first, but Jesus Christ. 
this it, how I, about this as soon as i finish prototype 2 i'm gonna play metal gear solid 3 i mean yes yeah no you, you don't feel obligated to bargain with me because three and four are an adventure in and of themselves but this one just has <laughs> stuff in it that it's just like huh like huh like crossover stuff crossover like, crossover oh. from other games what by okay, other companies me, i know me, i know me. i'm not telling you i i ref- it's the references get like it's not even a reference at this point it's like okay no, I, kratos just comes out i mean not quite that like like yes but no not not okay. kratos you'll you uh, I, I need to be surprised you can't ah, do this to me i know i i know and i'm it's just the <laughs> proverbial carrot i'm throwing at your forehead so that you'll finally one day start chasing but we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it so i've been playing that and i like the side content there's so much of it that i just kind of want to i've been getting through it um the there comes a point in the game where they roll the credits prematurely and then they're like surprise there's another chapter and we all knew there was going to be another chapter but you know it they kind of tried to pretend like they were ending it but the thing is the next missions in that final chapter do not get opened up until you complete a certain quantity of side content so, or rather they open one at a time. So you'll perform like three side missions and they'll open up the main mission. Then you complete three more and they'll open up the next one in that sequence. So I've just been kind of doing that. And there's a lot of base management to go along with it that I've just been doing. So that's a lot of my time spent with that. Otherwise I've been playing a lot of Majora's Mask. Mm. Um, getting through that a little bit slower than before because now my memory is getting more hazy as to what to do next. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I can imagine the fact that I even have any vague understanding of what direction to go in, I think is uh, speaks volumes about the nature of that game for new players and why it might be hard to get into. <laughs> but yep. I'm getting through <laughs> it. I mean, yeah, there's not much to report as far as gaming is concerned. Uh, Snapchat came out with an update that totally borked the Android version. Oh, really? Yeah, I was getting... What happened? Okay, so I woke up one morning to an update on my phone, and I'm like, oh, Snapchat updated, cool. Didn't think too much of it. Opened the app, and it's running, like, what feels like 5 FPS per second. Maybe not even that, probably even less than that. It is hitching. Five five frames per second per second? It is hitching. It is... Fuck off. Um, (laughs) It is hitching, like, real bad. Like, it's not working. It is, no matter what I do, I reset, turn off my phone, turn it back on, not working. Uninstall it, reinstall it, not working. Did they fix it? Uh, To my knowledge, I don't know yet, and I'm afraid to find out, because that would mean I... So what happened was, I'm not sure if you've checked, but they've introduced that live stuff, and they also have, like, Discovery, their new Discovery section. Mm -hmm. I think something is wrong with the netcode on that with Android phones, because you try to go to that page, and it just struggles jesus yeah because i was gonna say i i've had no issues on ios yeah actually this you know what it might not even be a netcode thing because the cpu runs hot there's like like five while loops going on at once or something (laughs) i don't know what's i don't know what's wrong but it's just completely borked and everyone and if you go online like go to the android play store it's just 
every day since the update, it's one star, one star, one star. It's like you Jeez. broke it, you broke it, you fucking broke it. And they've done this before in the past too. This is apparently the third occasion where their new update has destroyed the Android version. Man, they gotta get they need to get their Android shit under control. It, it doesn't make sense. Like it's really interesting how something is that bad. Um, I don't know. Like you know, of course, I'm not running a flagship phone, so maybe it's my doing but well i mean you have a good enough phone that it should be able to run snapchat right it's not i don't think it's a lack of resources issue there's something unoptimized going totally. on here yeah, yeah so yeah, and it's funny go, i went on their like support on twitter just to see if there was any like updates about oh yeah we we heard there's this problem let's fix it but no what they do is they have like the same three messages like restart your phone uh uninstall reinstall and please fill out this form to help us better understand the problem. And they just copy and paste it, and each time it ends with a smiley face, like an emoticon smiley face. And it's just <laughs> the most passive-aggressive-looking thing. God and damn. I'm like, why is this a support page? Like, you're literally just copy and pasting the same things. The only time they ever engage in non-scripted dialogue is when people are masturbating over how great Snapchat is. So it's <laughs> like, why does this even exist? Like, why do we have a Snapchat support Twitter account? And a Snapchat Twitter account. I don't know. So I just went... The one good thing about Android, and I'm sure you could probably do this with iOS to some extent. You might have to jailbreak it. I don't know. Is you can go yeah. back to previous versions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. So I'm rocking the old version, and I'm refusing to let it update until I know that there's a fix. So, And that put a damper on my like Tuesday, and this is the life I live. <laughs> where this has been I legit woke up I have a ritual Peter I'm a yeah. man of ritual I wake up email Facebook Twitter Snapchat Instagram in that order from my phone when I wake up before I even get out of bed that's funny I I, I know right I'm a funny guy go to Snapchat it's not working and then it's just like my ritual is ruined Help me. Help me. See, see my ritual um, lately has just been playing uh, Fallout Shelter as soon as I wake up. I just don't have time for that, Peter. I have, have, I have, I have so much social media. You have so I much have, snap, snapping to do. I have to snap so much. No. Oh, yeah, that's... I don't know. That's it. Just was like why? And oh, and on top of that, my micro USB cable stopped working. Um, so now I'm using another micro USB cable. Isn't that? I don't know. Didn't I, you already have this yeah, problem before? Yeah. What do you yeah. do to them? Do you just um, eat them? First one in a drunken what brand stupor. Are you buying? Well, the first one was what came with my phone and it was a direct to wall plug. Okay. And that one broke because in my drunken stupor, my phone accidentally bent the uh, plug in such a way that the metal part came uh, undone uh, from the, uh, the wire. Okay. And that was, I could not repair that. I didn't, I tried to, and I couldn't second one. I was like a $2 one. I bought off of uh Mono price. Um, okay, that's 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 crazy my, to that, that is crazy to me. I don't know because because I I was gonna say buy mono price those things those things never break. 
Because I've never been able to break one from Monoprice. I see, it, it, it didn't so break. So you, you know, you know that they have um, lifetime yes. warranties. Yes. Lifetime warranty. If I can find that, did if I can find that fucking receipt somewhere, where did I? Yeah, because I, 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 one of their HDMI cables stopped working for me, and they just replaced it. It was great. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. All all I do know. So what I did was I ended. I plug in my phone each night to charge, and I plug it in my laptop. Yeah. My work laptop, and I woke up, and my work laptop's like, "There's a surge. Oh. We've disabled this USB port." And I'm like, "What does that even mean? How was there a surge oh, no. on the USB port? Like, are you telling me my phone malfunctioned? I don't understand, and it will not work." And I'm like, "Well, apparently there must be a driver issue. Then maybe I reinstall drivers. Does not work. Then I'm like, I don't think it's the cable. And then I plugged it into my laptop. Would not charge with anything." So I'm pretty di- like my other laptop. So I had my work and my yeah. home, and it didn't work with either of those. And I'm like, hmm, I'm. It's probably the U- It's probably the the cable. And then I tried it out on an Xbox Micro USB, and it that did work. And I'm like, well, fuck, it's the cable. Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I'm is- gonna guess that some sort of like. Um Oh god, what are those things? Like a resistor or something broke? I don't know. So- something in there broke to make it not be able to control the flow of power. Who knows? It's cheap cables. I don't. I. I don't know. I. This is. This is my life now. My. <laughs> this is. This is what gets me agitated. See, that's crazy. Cause I'm. I have. Well, I guess I have more serious issues. But I've never had that sort of issue with a USB cable before. <laughs> I just I'm the ca- oh, I'm man. like the master of breaking cables inadvertently. I don't know like that. Who knows my he- my headphones break like not physically, but they just stop working. Hmm. My my U- micro USB cables stop working. My HDMI splitter, which I don't necessarily put a lot of stock in the quality of those things to begin with, but those stop working. Hmm. Um, everything See, breaks. I just, I just got a new HDMI splitter because. Once now that I have a Wii U, I have too many for my splitter, so I had to buy a new one that splits up to five things. And yeah, yeah, it's great. You got all that split, all sp- H- all all in one, five into one hole. Lord knows, Lord knows how much <laughs> I envy you. So, so oh, and then my latest thing is um, I bought a iPhone USB charger, um cable from monoprice but i was like you know what i'm tired of this cable holding me down making me have to be over by my nightstand i'm getting the 10 footer so now i can literally roll around in my bed with this cable while my phone's charging and it's so great because i can just do whatever i want have it plugged in and charging be on the other side of my bed it's great it's so great living large peter samin style (laughs) yeah (laughs) nonsense so uh, otherwise, I guess to round out my nerd week or just what I've done is I watched The Wind Rises. Uh, oh, yeah. Me and Shirley tried to watch that when she was over, and I just ended up falling asleep. We were not able to cope. <laughs> so I uh, ended up watching it on my own some, sometime this week, and I really like that movie. Um, dare I say, I think it's the best Studio Ghibli movie. Ghibli, Ghibli. I think it's Ghibli. It's Ghibli, Ghibli. It's. I think. I think it's one. Of, I think it's the best one, so far that I've seen of the five that I've seen. 
I haven't seen any. What bullshit? You've seen what? How? I just haven't. How? I know. How, I know. I how need have to. You had like three girlfriends and not ever once seen any. So what's the one with the girl, the chick that goes in the woods and there's like a bunch of like pigs or something? Spirited Away. I tried to watch Spirited Away on a road trip once, but as you know, I get car sick. So about 10 minutes in, I was like, I'm going to puke. So we had to pull over. I almost threw up and then I was like, I can't watch this movie. I'm sorry. So that's the only one that I've even watched a little bit of it. That still amazes me. So yeah, so what I've seen, I've seen Spirited Away. Princess Mononoke, um, Pompoko, which is about a bunch of raccoons and te- their testicles, mm-hmm. um, uh, Howl's Moving Castle, and this would be the fifth, The Wind Rises, and I like this one. So, uh, fuck, H- I just how have you? <clears throat> I know, it I, know I know, it I, need it, so, I need to. I need to because I, I, I. I was in that Japanese culture class th- a couple years ago and they were kept talking about like, Oh, studio Ghibli is like the Disney of Japan. I'm like, Oh, I need to see these. Oh my God. I know I need to. And then I never did. In some ways I'd almost argue that they're better and I don't necessarily meet. So, okay. So my relationship with Miyazaki, who is the prime director on a lot of studio Ghibli movies, he's not always the director, but he is the most prominent. He is the Miyamoto, so to speak of studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, I, I don't know how to feel about that man, because the thing about him is he does make he his movies do what it, I feel is very typical of Japanese just media in general, and that they're very evocative of emotion, even if the plot line is batshit insane or just yeah. stupid, and he does that very well. Uh, my problem with a lot of his movies is they meander and they wander and they don't go anywhere. Um, in that, for instance, when you watch a movie, you usually have some good feel as to where you're at in the movie. You know, it's like, oh, I'm towards the climax Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'm in the darkest hour of the hero and this is the part where we go into a montage and they get better. Um, he doesn't do that. His movies just go, they just go. And then before you knew it, they're over. And there have been movies where I've watched where I'll be like, oh, we must be near the end. And then I check and it's like, no, we still have an hour left. You know, so his movies wander, and that's something that I've never really gotten over. Um, you know, it makes it really hard to watch and digest yeah. his movies in a way that I'm used to. And because of it, you know, you have to go into them with a, ta- a tapered expectation as to what you're going to get. Um, so that I'm not too big on with him. But one thing I do like about him is he makes it a point. There is no such thing as a... a uh, what would the word be? An antagonist in any of his movies. That's what I've heard. He has no and, antagonist. And, that, and that's the thing is like, um, what was the one you said I saw? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Um, just even the little bit that I saw when the when the girl was like with these like big hog people, I was like, oh, these people look scary. But apparently in Japanese culture, just like those are just normal things and you shouldn't be scared of them. I was like, but they got to be evil, right? It's like, no, they're, they're just hanging out. Yeah, it's that. That's the thing is he he has characters that are can be like. Can seem adversarial or can have qualities that you would see in an antagonist. 
but he keeps them all very human. So Spirited Away, the what you would call the antagonist in that, and I'm using air quotes right now, is the witch who runs the bathhouse. And the thing is, though, she never really does anything overtly evil. You know, like she she might behave in a cold manner, but she is very much of gives props when they're due. Um, same with Princess Mononoke. That's a uh, tale about basically how industrialization is overtaking the forest. It's basically Fern Gully. Um, but yeah. the thing is, the people who are industrious are like, yeah, we're doing this for our family, and you know we have issues with some of the stuff we're doing as well, but we need to, otherwise we, we can't survive. And then the same with The Wind Rises. The Wind Rises is about a kid who basically is an engineer, and this is why, I'll, you know, I'll get into why I like that movie, but the point being is he doesn't have antagonists, and that's something I do like, is he, his movies behave in a way that you are so unaccustomed to, and it can be super jarring at first, but once, if you appreciate them for just the art style, like, they put so much detail into each shot, and just kind of the lackadaisical, um, just meditating nature of all of it, it becomes a lot easier to appreciate. And I really like The Wind Rises just because, I mean, it's about a boy who, he lives in Japan and he's an engineer and he dreams of making airplanes. You know, this guy basically loves airplanes to the point where it's a surprise he hasn't fucked one yet. Um, (laughs) But the thing about it is he, Japan, this is during the Depression, um you know, stock markets are crashing and now Japan's building up their army in cooperation with Germany to go to war. And it's just really interesting to just see this guy who's like, all I want to do is make good planes and then have people be like, well, you need to include guns on here. He's like, well, then it won't go at 240 knots. You know, like we, we can't break the 240 knot barrier that we're at right now if we weigh it down anymore. And on top of that, He's also, like, he has a love interest who has tuberculosis. And it's kind of a chick flick. Like, the first half is very much, like, wondrous uh, imagination, fulfilling a childhood dream. And then the second half is, my wife is dying. And how and how do I balance my work where I'm working until, like, 9 o'clock at night with, my wife is dying. How do I, how do I reach self-actualization and care for my wife who is dying and mm. I don't know I, I kind of liked it I go you know it's I liked it because it was historically kind of it gave a perspective that you don't usually get you know it's the Japanese during wartime which I feel like is a perspective that is underappreciated in media um, because it, it's very easy to demonize just like you know with Pearl Harbor looking at them from a western perspective during that time period you don't necessarily see as much of the human side as you'd like. And this does a really good job portraying that and just kind of understanding their personal motivations for what was going on and why they were doing what they were doing. Um, and then on top of that, I'm kind of a sucker for a love story. I don't, I am the whitest girl, you know, (laughs) and I don't know it. And it didn't, it wasn't a happy ending either. Like it wasn't a sad ending, so to speak, but that ending was not, not a Disney movie ending. Mm. Yeah. Also, a lot of smoking in Japan. Miyazaki yeah. is not afraid to cover that up. That's another reason why I think it's better than Disney in a lot of ways. They are not afraid to show blood and smoking. And if yeah. you try to censor any of that, 
in a Western release, he will say, well, guess what? I'm not releasing it there. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely when you go to Japan, there's a lot of smoking. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really interesting to see the main protagonist be like, Hey, do you want a cigarette? I know they're (laughs) Japanese and not as good as the German stuff, but you know, if you want one, you can have one. Like it's just, they're very upfront about that cultural angle. You know, and it's I I, I enjoy it. it. It feels like it's made for adults. You can appreciate it at any age, in my opinion. But it's very much of hey, we're telling it like it is. Mm-hmm. You know, so and that and I like that. I don't necessarily like stuff. Not to say I'm too mature for that stuff, but you know, I, I like things to be kept real, to some extent. So yeah. Totally. Anyway, so I, I watched that, and I also have Princess Mononoke on my desk right now. I will probably watch that in Blu-ray. I wish these had commentaries on them. That would have been something interesting to hear, but... They'd probably be in Japanese, though. Uh, yeah, and if you could have an interpreter, or even just the cast. I just like... I like commentaries. They give me a reason to rewatch a movie. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, which is why you should all go out and listen to our Dead Rising commentary what's what that was what the, was the name was the of that i don't know tower i don't know ta- ta- it a, I want was it to, tower towerful no no uh, no. no i w- i almost said towerful and i'm like no whatever go go epi- dead rising movie that was on crackle it's like episode 30 <laughs> something you'll find it there go listen to that <laughs> so um with that being said that's a solid discussion let's move on into news News. News has happened. News you can use. And abuse. Oh, But don't muse on the news because then you'll lose your mind. Um, I guess, uh, let's start this off. I mean, this is significant. I didn't look too much into this, but apparently North America's uh, Pro CS Go players admitted to be using Adderall, um, while playing. I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, honestly, like, was this supposed to be like a surprising thing? I mean, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't. I just assumed. I, I assumed a lot of pro players use drugs. I mean, I think that's the thing, though, which makes this interesting. Is I okay? Like, personal rant, soapbox. I still don't consider esports legitimate in that I still think compared to what we have as far as established leagues like the NH- the NHL, the MLB, NBA, NFL. I still feel like it's has a long way to go, you know. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Advertising is still very much hyper integrated into it in such a way that you have teams being called the Samsung Galaxy. Um, you have yeah kids going yeah. into retirement at 21. Apparently, like you have like a three year cycle to be a part of this, and after that, you're done. There's mm-hmm. no established player union. It seems a lot of people get chipped all the time. There's an immaturity on social media. This The list goes on and on with regards to these people in terms of just professionalism that you don't usually see from uh, established leagues. So I think this is interesting. It's kind of a coming-of-age tale to now be like, yeah, guess what? This thing that is not necessarily recognized by the larger population as being legitimate is now doing things that, you know, the MLB had issues with with regards to them steroid use. And now MLG is like, yeah, we're using drugs to enhance our performance. It, it's yeah. just really, it's really weird because I feel like a lot of people still 
have this disconnect between esports and regular sports such that they this is not something that they immediately jumps into their head hmm. about the realities of it. Um, I, I mean, know. I, know, I, there, I know that people that aren't even in the esports arena would use Adderall to just to get a, head, a leg up in their recreational play. So, uh, yeah, I... I Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't have too much familiar familiarity with this kind of thing. So like it, 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 it was surprising to me. And I think it does open up the talks of, oh, well now what do we do? How do we treat this? You know, like, do we just say, fine, you can do that. Do I mean, of course you're probably not going to want drug use and, mm-hmm. but it's, it's interesting. It, you're, they, it's basically forcing the esports community to grow up you know Uh-oh. or or grow up faster than they may have been you know it's one of those things where you're thinking oh it's still young we can still have our fun it's still kind of a wild west of things but now it's like no we need to like set ground rules now because you know if if we incorporating drug use is bad enough and god help us if it goes any further um you know, they're just having to deal with themes that are far more adult than I feel like what the league is used to. So it's it's an interesting news story nonetheless, the broader implications of which uh, remain to be seen. Um, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, Series of two newses. 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 Um, Arkham Knight was first rumored to not have a PC patch coming until the spring release in Australia. Yeah, I, that that's weird because I didn't. I thought it was gonna be patched sooner than that. Well, um, fortunately, that was just a rumor, and it will instead okay. be patched in August. That's still a really long way for a AAA game. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, the bugs involved were pretty substantial. The locking of thirty FPS and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense, honestly. You know, it's a long way to get a patch, but if they had had their way and not released it at all, this is probably what the delay would have looked like. Honestly, they should have just delayed the PC version. Like, I don't... I don't... They. I think they caused more harm than good from pu- pu- uh, pushing that out early. I think it's just executive ignorance. I think... They, you know, it, it's always it's always an issue, a matter of the lowest bidder. You know, when you go do things like this, when you outsource a porting operation to another company, no one ever likes to pay more than they have to. And if you have a developer who's like, yeah, no, this is going to take like five months, and another one's like, we'll do it in three, then they're <laughs> all, they're they're always going to take the three month one because then it's out of their hands. They're the publisher has now put the obligation on the studio who's doing the porting. So, of course, they're going to take that. They have to pay them for less time. You know, it's... If you're looking at it from a numbers perspective and just assume that everyone is capable of getting what you want done in the time needed, of course, you're going to take the shortest option. But, of course, that's not the reality. I think every team who puts effort into stuff like this always gives it their all. So, when someone says five months, they probably mean five months. Of course, these numbers are pulled out of my ass, but you get the example. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's look looking like August is when this is coming out now. Uh, for better or for worse. Um. Interestingly enough, speaking of petty ass publishers, 
The Kojima Productions logo has been completely dropped from the Metal Gear Solid 5 box art. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, well, then let me tell you how I feel. It's fucking stupid. They worked on the game. Their logo yeah. should be on it. Like, it's it's one thing to be angry with them, but there's another thing of not giving credit where credit's due. Like, it's their game. Their logo should be on the box. Exactly. Like, come on. I mean, it, it fundamentally undercuts kind of like the ongoing narrative that games aren't art in that like with movies it is a legal requirement that if you touch a movie in some substantial capacity they have Mm -hmm. to include your credits while the game industry still has no standard in which if you back out of a project before shipping they have they are allowed to take you off the credits and by removing the kojima productions you basically deny that game and that game's history and what made that game possible you basically are like then who made it then just some random ghosts in the clock, like some phantom made it. Yeah. And what, what a pain that would be having to work uh, with a phantom. <laughs> um, I mean, of course I would still think that they're going to include a large, I mean, it was ultimately it was Kojima who left. So you're still going to include all the de- developers and programmers uh, yeah. just under a different a, title. A lot of, a lot of his team also left with him. True. I mean, you can still include them in the credits to some capacity, but I think that I, so here's a theory that was pitched and, you know, so as far as we know, Kojima productions will still be featured in like the credit role, but with regards to this logo being taken off there, it was suggested that maybe this was Kojima demanding that his name not be prominent on the box because of the animosity that has stirred up between him and Konami. Um, you know, it's, it's been hinted at that in spite of him being the mastermind behind metal gear solid, he, that series may have become a burden for him. I, who's to say, who's to say, I, I, I find that weird because I always, even if it was a burden to him, he's always been one to put his name prominently in his games. Like he's all, he's always been proud of his work. Yeah. I, I, I think it, it, it remains to be seen for none of us have actually played the game yet. Like the final game. So it may still very well have his name in bits and pieces. I mean, it'd be no different than like including, uh, Nvidia at the beginning of a game or like the physics stuff and that you don't put that on the box. That's effectively middleware. You you put that in the credits or the opening. And so, you know, just because the Kojima Productions logo isn't on the front of the box does not necessarily mean that they are not crediting them in some capacity in the game. It's just, yeah, it, it's a weird situation. And the motivation for it, there, you can, it's probably a petty reason, but it depends on who is the one being petty in this. Is it Konami being spiteful towards Kojima or is it Kojima being like, I want nothing to do with you and your products. Take my name off, you know, because at that point, I'm sure Konami would be more than happy to oblige with a request like that. Yeah. Um, who's to say? Uh, it's yeah. just interesting. As much as like, we don't know what end it's from, but I just get the feeling that it's on Konami's end just because of like everything else that has transpired in the past few months. It just sounds like they are trying to wash their hands of Kojima. Yeah. 
So, yeah, it's interesting. I'm still waiting, bait and breath, to see what that man does. Um, I bet you, you know what? I'm going to bet that there's a bunch of, like, non-compete agreements that he probably signed that might keep him from doing anything for uh, for a while. I wonder what the non-compete laws are like in Japan then, because I under, yeah. it's to my understanding that in America, those don't usually hold up very well unless you can provide some proof that there was another company who was fielding offers to someone like that. You know, it's the only legal basis a lot of non-competes stand on is generally with anti-competition. If like one company is trying to strong arm another, or mm-hmm. if you are divulging company secrets from one to another after you leave. So yeah, it, it's something that we would have to look into on Japan's part. Yeah. Cause I know, uh, Oh, what's her name? The, the lady that used to work at Ubisoft, but went to EA. Um, she didn't work on anything like she couldn't be a public persona on anything for like almost a year because she had to wait for all the stuff that she agreed to at Ubisoft to expire. So yeah, that kind of stuff can happen. And some companies can usually like revoke that. I mean, yeah, they usually hold as much water as an EULA and that there might Mm -hmm. be some legal basis in some of it, but overall uh, courts are powerful and can overturn that stuff very quickly and usually with like zero effort. Um, yeah, but yeah, there's probably some non-compete in place that, or he's just on vacation. Yeah. He, he probably needs a vacation. He's been, uh, working at, he's been working for a long time. He's wanted to break for a while. Metal break. Uh. Uh, and uh, some more Japanese craziness. Well, not even that crazy. It's just news. Um, Final Fantasy Fifteen is making an appearance at Gamescom next month. That explains why Square did not say anything at E3 about Final Fantasy Fifteen. Seems they were saving it for Gamescom. Oddly enough, I that's so curious. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, I bet you we won't see much. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I was, just going on a limb here. I think Square is not going to say anything substantial about their game. Yeah, yeah, they don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> talk. They don't. They don't talk about games. They just they announce them and then they like show a video that isn't the game. But they don't talk about them. No, they don't do that. Yep, uh, Square. Um, <laughs> there's this game that's uh, in alpha right now called The Flock. Um, it's a multiplayer game in which everyone plays as a member of the flock and your objective is to reach some point in the world and whoever reaches there first becomes the carrier. And I don't know much else past that other than after a certain amount of people die in the game, the game servers shut off permanently. Hmm. A real incentive not to die. Oh, okay. Wow. I think this is not going to go how they planned it at all. No. Okay, flock. Okay, I for a second there, I thought you were talking about the game Flock that came out. No, quite a few. I'm years talking ago. about the Flock. Oh, the Flock. The Flock. The, the, the flock. edgy, the edgy reboot to Flock. Yes. Do you know Flock? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking about. What is Flock? It was a game that came out. 
uh, many years ago on like Windows PS3 360, and there was like a sheep in it. I, I don't. I didn't play it. Here, let me see. Well, it's thanks. a puzzle game. Oh, it's a puzzle, puzzle game. game from Capcom. Capcom. 2009. It came out in 2009. And yeah, the logo is a sheep. There's a sheep in it. Wake up, sheeple. Wait, isn't this just Catherine? No. <laughs> no, it's flock with an exclamation point. Oh, well, this is flock without an exclamation point. Uh. This, is, this is serious. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, apparently, I don't know what this game is. Like, I tried to read something up on it, and they gave, the description they gave sounded unintuitive. Oh. They're like, yeah, everyone's a part of the flock. The flock are these mutant creatures. The one thing that can save them is the carrier. The first person in the flock to reach this point in the game will become the carrier. And I'm like, why would anyone want to become the carrier then? Does the flock kill other members of the flock? <laughs> what does the carrier have that makes them better than the flock? Why do I want to become a carrier? It was zero information. All that was said was when people die, a counter comes down. And when it hits zero, the server shut off. And I think this is going to end in 4chan jumping on the server, committing a mass Kool-Aid suicide. And this game will be down in like an hour. <laughs> and that, that that's 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 how that'll go. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, yeah. just like the real world, um, it always ends in a mass Kool Aid suicide. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Speaking of suicide. Speaking of suicide, Crash killed himself, and now we're not going to have a cartoon. No. Okay. So, Jason Rubin, one of the. Jason? The, one, <laughs> one of the guys that used to be at Naughty Dog back in the Crash Bandicoot era had always spoken about how like, oh yeah, there was a Crash Bandicoot cartoon in development. It just never came out. Someone that worked on that cartoon leaked a video of it today, like a few hours ago. Like I just saw it. You should watch it. Oh it, God. Like, okay, you know, Dick, Deek, D-I-C or whatever. Those people that made all those cartoons in the 90s. Yeah, I know, Deke. It was being made by them. I don't know, this intro, like, I would I would have watched this. It probably would have been a shitty show, but it it made me be like, man, what if this ha- what if this actually happened? Like, what if? It would last for, like, six episodes before getting canceled because no one knows who Crash Bandicoot is anymore. You, but in the 90s, everyone knew who Crash oh, Bandicoot was. Oh, is that when this was? was back yeah, in the yeah, 90s? this was in development during the peak of Crash in the 90s. That would have been but, weird. That would have been an interest. I feel like it would have gotten lost to the sands of time. You, st- I think maybe. I don't know. The, that Sonic show g- got really popular. Hell, I watched it. But then... I would have yeah, watched this. That's true. I mean, some, some shows were more popular than others. The thing is, I can't remember a damn thing about that about Sonic the, show. Like oh, I, I remember, I remember like the, the end with the credit roll and how he just kind of like did stuff on a, uh, static backdrop. But yeah, yeah. The, th- the thing is like watching this intro, they kind of nailed, they really nailed like the spirit of, of, of crash bandicoot. In a way that I was like, this show could have been good. More importantly, did Crash talk at all? No. What? Which is perfect. Good. Exactly. That's how this should have been. 
Exactly. When they started making him talk in the new games, I was like, what the fuck's going on? Wait, he talked in the new... Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, my in God, the, I forgot. In the, uh, in the Activision ones. I forgot. When they got bought by Activision, they made two more games, and he started talking. I was like, what the fuck? It's like, why? No. Why did you do this? Why have you and done this? Games, I don't know. I, I hated those games. Well, I didn't hate them. They, they were not great games, in my opinion. They were tolerable, but ultimately did a disservice to the memories that you had. Yeah, and they they tried to do this new type of gameplay that just wasn't Crash Bandicoot. Like, it wasn't a platformer anymore. It was like a brawler. Like, it, it, the way I like to call it, it, it it's like they put um, Crash and Kratos in a blender, and then that's what came out. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> I mean, maybe if you put some ice cream on it, it'll be edible, but yeah, can't so have you, do did that. Did you watch the video? Did you watch it? Well, in the time that you've been telling me about this, what no. could have been? No, I have not. Oh, no, I have not watched it. I didn't realize there was big news until you told me right before this podcast. So I guess I'll take a look at that as I dick around in Photoshop today. Okay. Um, yeah, it's I'll only look a minute. At, I'll, it's I'll only like a minute it. and a half. So wait, who was... Okay, so... Oh, wait, so you did answer that. So, hmm, this is interesting. It's just amazing that literally, like, 18 years later, it finally leaks out. It makes me more curious what... I, like... I would like to go into a company and like dig up their big black book of canceled. I I want yes. I want to I want to like get video footage or pictures from board meetings back in the 90s about all the different ways they were planning on merchandising their characters. Yes. You know, like just like I want to know how who had cereal? Who had cereal? Who didn't have cereal? Uh you know who who had live action stuff in the I, works. I, I want to know. I want to know about like the really like lesser known characters. Like, were they gonna like pull out like an Arrow the Acrobat cartoon? Like, only to find out Spyro was in collaboration with uh, <laughs> with uh, DreamWorks to have a animated movie made. Not an so, animated, okay, but a computer Joe, CGI. What? What have Joe, I missed? What have I missed? Joe. Oh fuck. Joe. Did I just pitch an idea that exists? Um. So there were a set of two back when um Vivendi owned Crash. Um. They were when they owned Crash and Spyro. They were they pitched and actually had in development a Crash Bandicoot movie and a Spyro movie, but those both got canceled. And they were they were they were gonna be uh, you know CG animated. I wanted to see the concept art. I <laughs> I want to see the long list of stuff that they just crossed out, and I want all the notes from their brainstorming sessions. Yes, I wish none of that stuff is leaked out. Only they they announced it, and then like after like a couple of years, like yeah, that's not happening. Sorry. Uh, ah, hang on. Ah, my mic. There, what? It's, I reset it. I'm on a shaky tower of games. That's how I oh. elevate my mic. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a peek at that. Um, yeah, otherwise, I, I've exhausted my news. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with the class? No, I just wanted to share that Crash thing because one of the Crash Bandicoot Twitter accounts that I follow tw- tweeted it, and, I, and I, I responded, I'm like, holy shit, I would have watched this. I totally would watch this. And they're like, block. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, with that being said, it sounds like we've rounded out an episode, an hour of talking and then 30 minutes of actual game news. This is the dark future of our podcast. I don't care anymore. Um, yep. You've been listening to another episode of Shit Gamers Say. Before I get into anything else, and I'll probably have prefaced the podcast with this, um, I intend... We intend to migrate off of the Ohio State Podcast Network yes. within, let's, let me think of a reasonable time frame, probably by episode 56, 57, sometime in mid-August, late August, uh, is the goal I'm shooting for. I'm still going to leave the podcast up. I'm still going to keep posting to the Ohio State Podcast Network. Um, but the thing is, is our feed's going to break. Because we're going to be moving over to another feed again. Um, and it seems, I guess, iTunes only subscribes you to the RSS feed. They don't do any redirects, I yeah, guess. It seems to be the case. Seems like it. As we've learned the hard way in the past. So, yeah, I'll, I'll preface the podcast with this message as well um, for the next, like, five to six to seven episodes, just so people know... Totally, and and I think the last episode that we put on the old feed should be something saying, "Hey, go to our new feed." Yeah, yeah, in our new feed or something like that, or just yeah, we'll we'll try to leave breadcrumbs and make it very clear um, to like all three subscribers, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, we're gonna be moving over. Feed's gonna break. You're gonna have to go back on iTunes, research for it, resubscribe. I will bother people a lot about it. Um, but it's just so people can keep up to date and we'll continue like normal, uh, independent, free, liberated from the shackles of Ohio state where I can, we can now say whatever we want. Wait, we couldn't say whatever we wanted before. Right. We can now be as racist and misogynistic and homophobic as we want to be now. That was literally the only limit they put on us. (laughs) <laughs> that was like like literally like I asked them like what what is the line and they're like uh, just just don't just don't be discriminatory and I'm like oh okay I wasn't going to be but all right cool apparently we could have just badmouthed the government all we wanted and just used this as our platform for our anarchy our new nation outer heaven um <laughs> so yeah with that being said resubscribe uh come sometime around episode 57. Um, otherwise yeah, I'll, be, I'll be coming. Yeah. Gross. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be going. Um, oh. <laughs> you can find, okay. So you can find us both on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to put our handles in the description as per usual, because we should probably change those as Peter suggested last week. Um, you can find us under the same handles at, PlayStation Network. Um, you can find Peter on Xbox. You can also find him on Nintendo. Um, you can find us both on Steam. Of Steam. Steam! Visit our website, zucchinithumbs.com. There we have a host of other content, such as this podcast. Apparently, yeah. people did not know we made video game videos. Back in the day. Back in the day, once upon a time. Someday, Peter. Someday. I've got something in the works. Oh, do you? Well, that sounds cool. I still I still need to do the Harvest Moon overlap. Yes, please. Overflow the bite. Um, 
just cause. Uh, otherwise, yeah, well, yeah, so you can find videos there, Adrian, if you want to see me play League of Legends and hate it. Um, otherwise, uh, send us emails, kinnythumbs at gmail.com. Uh, we had our email podcast last week. I'm not doing another email podcast until we hit 100. I've decided, unless someone sends us an email in the meantime. Yeah, I'm not pr- we can... We can- we could do emails in a non-email only podcast. Th- this is true too. This is true too. Yeah, like some some of the emails we got last week, some of them were really good, really good. <laughs> John, uh, Scott, um, to a lesser extent, Amaryllis, solid emails. Appreciated it. Uh, the rest of you, what the hell? Um, I'm not answering any more of your emails ever again, at all. In any form. Ever. By any means. Without any stretch of the imagination. I'm I'm out of hyperbole. Keep, keep going. No, I can't. I literally keep, cannot. No, we have we have to stop. Gonna, we we have to stop. Thank you for listening, no, everybody. Oh. Have ha, have a nice day, a nice week, a nice life. Cut it. <laughs>